two, we had seen Benaiah to the altar. Adonijah had in chapter one, and David told Benaiah just kill him there if he won't leave. In Exodus twenty-one fourteen, if however a man acts presumptuously toward his neighbor, so as to kill him craftily, you are to take him even from my altar that he may die. So that seems to indicate the practice of clinging onto the altar for asylum. But if he's done this improperly, then you can take him from the altar and, you know, kill him. So I just thought I would uh, mention that. Any comments or thoughts before we go to 420? Wait a minute. I think we'd already mentioned that. Well, I had not come up with the passage. Mm. No, I came up with the passage. Uh, Good question. Uh, what was it? Uh, Exodus twenty-one fourteen. All right, so we are considering the wisdom of Solomon and uh, the blessings that God gave him in connection with that wisdom and uh, so forth. So, First Kings four twenty to twenty-eight. Judah and Israel were as numerous as the sand that is on the seashore in abundance. They were eating and drinking and rejoicing. Now Solomon ruled over all the kingdoms, from the river to the land of the Philistines, and to the border of Egypt. They brought tribute and served Solomon all the days of his life. Solomon's provision for one day was thirty cores of fine flour and sixty cores of meal, ten fat oxen, twenty pasture-fed oxen, a hundred sheep, besides deer, gazelles, roebucks, and fattened fowl. For he had dominion over everything west of the river, from Tipsa even to Gaza, over all the kings west of the river, and he had peace on all sides around about him. So Judah and Israel lived in safety, every man under his vine and his fig tree, from Dan even to Beersheba, all the days of Solomon. Solomon had 40,000 stalls of horses for his chariots and 12,000 horsemen. Those deputies provided for King Solomon and all who came to King Solomon's table, each in his month, they left nothing lacking. They also brought barley and straw for the horses and swift steeds to the place where it should be, each according to his charge. Okay, so you can see what's going on in Solomon's kingdom. First of all, uh, how many people are there? A lot. To the point of being as many as? Sand on the seashore. Now, does that remind you of anything? Promise to Abraham. Yes, you remember in a passage like uh, Genesis chapter 32 and verse 12 that God promised Jacob, I will surely prosper you and make your descendants as the sand of the sea, which is too great to be numbered. So he's fulfilling that promise. What else do you see in Solomon's kingdom? How, how much territory did he rule over? A lot. Yeah, from where to where? From the Euphrates to the Mediterranean, from Egypt up to yeah. somewhere that they don't really specify. That's pretty good amount. You know where that Euphrates River was up there? And he went way north and way down to the border of Egypt. The full extent of the territory that God had promised to. Solomon in Solomon is being fulfilled, and he fulfilled these promises that God made. Now, it's a pretty uh, pretty lot of food that Solomon's uh, household consumes in a day. Did you notice that in 22 and 23? Maybe they got some really hungry guys, or they got a lot of them, probably a little bit of both. And... Uh, so, I mean, things are going really well in the country, even. Every man is living in safety under his vine and under his fig tree. You know, what is that saying? 
and prosperity. Yeah, that phrase under the vine, under the fig tree is almost like uh, saying it's paradise. You know, that's kind of a stereotypical phrase for that. Found a couple more times in the prophets to refer to just a wonderful time of peace and prosperity. So things are going really well for the country. However, there is one thing that bothers me a little bit in verses 26 to 28. Does anything bother you there? Well, it's horses. Well, what's wrong with that? Because God said not to accumulate lives and horses. That's what he told the kings. Where did he say that? Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy what chapter? No idea. Deuteronomy 17, starting about verse 14, one of the things that he specifically told future kings was not to multiply horses. So this is a little worrisome here when he's got 40,000 stalls of horses for his chariots and 12,000 horsemen. But overall, things are going really well. You can see Solomon's wisdom contributing to his prosperity and success and everything being peaceful and prosperous in his kingdom. Comments and questions? Twenty-nine to thirty-four. Now God gave Solomon wisdom and very great discernment and breadth of mind, like the sand that is on the seashore. Solomon's wisdom surpassed the wisdom of all the sons of the east and all the wisdom of Egypt. For he was wiser than all men, than even the Ezraite, Haman, Calcol, and Darda, the sons of Mahol, and his fame was known in all the surrounding nations. He also spoke three thousand proverbs, and his sons songs were 1,005. <laughs> he spoke of trees from the cedar that is in Lebanon, even to the hyssop that grows on the wall. He spoke also of animals and birds and creeping things and fish. Men came from all peoples to hear the wisdom of Solomon, from all the kings of the earth who had heard of his wisdom. So how wise was Solomon? Really wise. How wise? Wise as the sand on the seashore. Yeah. <laughs> the sand is really coming in handy here in this text, don't you think? That's how it's got more grains of wisdom than the seashore has grains of sand, I guess. I don't know. Uh, and, and how else great is his wisdom? Greater than Ethan the Ezraite. Yes. And, and, and then Alcal the wisdom. And Darda. And then the, all the sons of the east and all the wisdom of Egypt. and I mean, he is just wiser than anything around. You know, you just can't, you can't hardly measure his wisdom. Uh, what, what did he do by his wisdom? Well, 3,000 Proverbs. Wow, do we know anything about those? Mm -hmm. We got a few of them in the book of Proverbs. What else did he do? Wrote Psalms. we know anything about any of those? Mm, at least a couple. Where? Song of Solomon, and then there are a couple of psalms that are attributed to Solomon. Very good. Psalm 72 and Psalm 127, as well as the Song of Solomon. So yeah, I mean, he's just done so much. 72. Psalm 72 and Psalm 127. What all was he wise about? Trees. Trees and... Animals, animals and birds and, and creeping things and fishes. So, I mean, he understands zoology and botany and just the natural world along with spiritual principles and how to live life. He's amazingly wise. And what did people do? Came to hear it. Yeah. Everybody wanted to hear his wisdom. I mean, it's, he's got quite a reputation. <laughs> it's amazing. You know, you would think that a guy like this would maybe be able to say a few wise things and then he'd just say something really stupid. You know, most people do. 
but he didn't. You know, and everything he seemed to really have wisdom. God, he God had said he'd give him whatever he asked. That's what he asked, and God did give it to him. So that was really encouraging. All right, comments or questions on that? How many proverbs do we have in the book of proverbs? I don't even know. Anybody count those? <laughs> nope. Some of them are duplicates too. Yeah, and some of them aren't by Solomon. Oh, yeah. Seems like there's like 375 or something like that. But I may be way off. That is only a small percentage of... Maybe of the, of the, of the you know, like the single verse Proverbs. Or something yeah. Like that. But yeah, I mean, he's got a lot more Proverbs. He has a few Proverbs, I would say, in Ecclesiastes even. Mm -hmm. There's a few proverbial type statements in there too. Other thoughts? I couldn't help but think of um, Charles Darwin whenever he says that, that Solomon spoke of the trees and the animals and he studied all this stuff and, you know, yeah. Darwin trying to do the same thing. Probably I think Solomon has a little more wisdom than Darwin. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't new when he did it. So there, ha. Other thoughts? Well, you know, there's a lot of applications of Solomon's wisdom, and one of them was the building projects. So chapter 5, verses 1 to 12. Now Hiram king of Tyre sent his servants to Solomon when he heard that they had anointed him king in the place of his father. For Hiram had always been a friend of David. 